0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
1: Let's get ready to rumble!
2: And that's right, everybody. Welcome back to Edition of the best Seat in the House podcast i'm your host rob kramer alongside as always my co-host daniel bobo curlin dan how you doing tonight buddy
0: i'm doing great i i that was an that was a very fun wrestling show getting to see getting to see kevin knight dark oracle sage even east Side dave show with that muscle pose off with to with mr usa tony atlas it was a lot of fun I could, I could tell both guys had a lot of fun perf- with that performance. And it was just a great, it was all for a great cause. It was well worth the trip all the way to Nutley, New Jersey. I had to use it, quite a bit of public transportation. Had to grab a bus from Port Authority. <laughs> then on the way back, two buses. <laughs> yeah, well, Plus the Q8 bus where I live, I got to grab a bus to get to my nearest subway station, as people know.
2: Absolutely, definitely a lot of public transportation for you on Saturday, but uh, it was a lot of fun, just like you said, a, a great cause, Kevin Knight and the IWF really put on a fantastic show, great performance by Eastside Dave too, he, had, he was great playing the villain against uh, the WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, so very, very cool show altogether. And it was very cool having Kevin on last week, Dan, too. How would you like having uh, the great Kevin Knight as a guest last week on our show?
0: I was so happy to have him on our show. He's He has become a great friend of mine. I really enjoyed being on the Eastside Dave show with him. He's become one of my favorite guests on the Eastside Dave show. And I just thought it was so – plus he's a fellow Met fan. And I thought it was so cool to have him be our first guest on uh, Best Seat in the House podcast. As a matter of fact, I think our interview may have uh, got, I, I got someone that DMing me, I guess someone that represents some, I don't want to mention any names now or give anyone hopes up, but I'm hearing there, there could be a big one connected to, let's just say, let's just say we'll give a hint. You might want to watch a certain ESPN 30 for 30 about a certain championship team in the 1980s. I'm sure you remember when I was texting you about this, how some absolutely
2: and and, you know actually uh just to to drop another hint this this guy was actually my first favorite baseball player specifically a former met so uh it would be very very cool to get him on uh i know we're speaking a little cryptically right now but you know we're just trying to keep it in good taste and do a little bit of a tease but if everything works out hopefully hopefully next week but if not next week then definitely at some point next couple of weeks we're gonna have a very special guest on that uh definitely is gonna make me and dan very excited and and hopefully everybody that's tuning in to watch this uh this podcast too and, and and actually speaking of that too really want to thank all the fans and everybody who have uh been subscribing and following us on social media um i mean we we're our numbers on 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 youtube have gone through the roof over the last couple of weeks we've we've been getting a lot of great reviews uh it, just like dan mentioned definitely from our our, our our kevin knight interview and everything that that goes along with that too uh really really fun stuff dan right
0: yep exactly it was really it was really fun i loved it i even got i ran into someone on the at the met game that was loving maya that was loving the show i think i got a couple of people that may may have fought that may have a fo- followed the show's twitter account after i told they didn't real they didn't they weren't aware that i've been doing a show so now they're 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 pretty they're pretty excited that they heard the news i'm doing we're 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 doing this show and i feel we're going to be going to be growing and i expect also to pro i'm hoping to see some fa- some people me- mention this very show when i run into some people at the met game on a saturday i go every year when the mets are home on my birthday i will if i see their home on my birthday i try to make sure to get a ticket to that game and there have been there have even been some times when i mess were home on my birthday like when, when they were in philly i may have made that trip to, that 99 mile trip to do within that game
2: absolutely man and you know uh you said the magic word though where right now uh it's the we're recording on the night of the 27th but we're just a couple of days away from your birthday so by the time everybody's seeing this, it'll be even closer to your birthday. And I just want to be the first to say to my partner and my co-host, happy birthday, Dan. Uh, I hope you're having a, a great one this year. Cause I, you know, I know our Mets are doing great. Our podcast is doing great. So it's it's been a pleasure on this ride with you. And I just wanted to be the first to say happy birthday, buddy.
0: Thanks, Robert, That that really means a lot to me. And that even mean, means a lot to Mr. Malunigan, who's happy to hear that too.
2: <laughs> the great Mr. Malunigan, your schnoodle, as uh, you've mentioned on the Opie and Anthony show quite a few times.
0: Yep, that's right. He'll he'll be uh, as always on my birthday when it's someone in our house, but it's someone's birthday in our house. He would be my mom and my sister. He's wearing his little birthday party hat,
2: <laughs> and you know, as you can see. Me and Dan both have our colors on today. I got my Jets jersey on. Dan has and his uh, his Giants jersey on
0: because that I, I picked this jersey for a reason. This this uh, throwback Eli Manning jersey, and I and I feel weird calling this jersey a throwback now because it feels like yesterday he was playing. But because the last time I remember being this excited about watching the NFL draft, I feel it was 2004, and that eventually led to two super bowl championships the events of that draft so i figured i'd be where i'd wear my eli manning jersey today
2: very true honoring the guy that led the charge in beating the great patriots dynasty twice in a four-year span so uh, and hey look i i wish i had a quarterback as great as eli
0: can't forget that the greatest super bowl song in the world
2: yes the Eastside dave show uh well actually it was the davy mac sports program that put that out about 11 years ago at this point crazy enough uh the Fuck tom brady song so if you get a chance we'll actually include a link to that in the description because uh if you haven't seen it yet just great stuff from davy mac and uh you know roy harder putting the music down i know chris pepper stanley was involved Sean O. so Really, some fun stuff if you want to check that out. That's one, and the funniest part about that too, like we've discussed in the past, is that the Giants were playing that song uh, that week during Super Bowl week. So, yeah, cool stuff.
0: Cranked that song up to eleven off of my phone when, when (laughs) about to take off when me and me and my friend were on our way to Indy for the for the game. We had we we thought it'd be cool to crank that, and I saw a couple of people in the plane dancing to that. (laughs)
2: absolutely and before we jump into the nfl draft because we are going to do the top 10 picks from the nfl draft this year as our jets and giants own four of the top 10 picks so we'll be uh jumping into that in just a moment before we get into that though dan i do we'll we'll talk about the mets a little later on i really want to get into um this uh the uh new york rangers real quick before we jump into this We saw the last couple of days, um, you know, the Rangers giving out the uh, Stephen McDonald extra effort award. They gave out the first ever um, Rod Gilbert, Mr. Ranger award tonight. Chris Kreider being the man taking home both of them after his fantastic season this year. He's actually scratched for the first time tonight, Um, which, you know, it it makes sense. He's probably a little banged up and uh, Gallant wants to give him a little extra rest.
0: Yeah, exactly. They want to give him a little rest. I that that's what I hear. And, but by the way, speaking of Stephen McDonald, I have actually I've met Stephen McDonald before and he is a he was a really great guy. And you could tell he just really he really gave a lot of support to a lot of the officers and everything they do to risk they put themselves in the harm's way for us. And he just he, he was a very he i could tell he was a very kind and generous guy when i talked to him
2: yeah you you you're very right about that steven mcdonald uh definitely left an impression on new yorkers and ranger fans in general um you know just a, a a great man a hero who was shot in the line of duty paralyzed uh back in the 80s and he was still a force at madison square garden up until just a couple of years ago when he would uh, uh pass away um you know so just a really incredible man uh very thankful that i i i never even met the man but i still felt like he impacted me in a way and uh really just a really great guy and uh you know he would be so proud of this rangers team that we have seen rise from the ashes this year um with you know led by Gerard Gallant and Chris Kreider in his 52 goals and uh you know Panarin getting 96 points uh you know a terrific season at to make his his next goal will be his 30th he's he's already cracked 80 points so a uh, really fantastic year from the rangers is there anything else uh that you want to see this team any more milestones you want to see them hit over the next two games uh, you know tonight they're playing the montreal canadiens well, by the time you see this tomorrow there'll only be one game left
0: is there first, anything else Dan? as we know chris Kreider's birthday is also on april 30th so I, we gotta say happy birthday to Chris Kreider. Absolutely. I feel we should I, I feel maybe we need to just go out there, hopefully win these two games. You know, carry a little momentum into uh into the playoffs. Maybe uh give give uh maybe bring in Gheorghe in, in, in one in one of these two games to make sure he's got some reps. Hopefully we we won't we won't he won't have to be needed, but he'll be ready and have enough. Ice time in case he is needed so I think pretty much the the next two games is a tune in for the playoffs
2: yeah you know Georgiev is starting tonight so uh you know they you know I I, I think Gallant is going along with pretty much what you know you're saying right now too where he knows that these guys are it's it's, a, it's been a long season they've been beat up you know especially guys like Kreider and everything who play a very physical game but when You look at the scratches for tonight. I mean, Jacob Truba, Mika Zibanejad, Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Artemi Panarin, and Chris Kreider, and obviously the uh, the banged up um, Andrew Kopp and the injured Tyler Mott are all of the uh, uh, scratches tonight, which means that he's got everybody in there Brodzinski, uh, Braun, Libor Hayek. Uh, so many of the guys that we really haven't seen much of the last couple of weeks are getting in there tonight, which I also think is a good thing to obviously, like I said, Georgiev is starting tonight. So um really love this Rangers team. And you know what? This time next week, we'll be in the playoffs. And uh that's all that matters at this point right now. Let's just turn the page on the regular season. We got 50 wins. We saw Kreider get his 50 goals. Now let's uh go out there and get 16 playoff victories, right, buddy?
0: yep exactly it's been a long time it's about time lord stanley makes his return to the canyon of heroes
2: (laughs) well said my friend well said and uh with that we're gonna jump right in to our nfl draft And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Best Seat in the House 2022 Draft Show right here, NFL Draft Show. Uh, I'll be representing the New York Jets, my co-host Daniel Bobo Curlin will be representing the New York Football Giants, and uh, with that, we're going to get this underway right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars with the number one pick in the 2022 NFL Draft select Edge rusher, Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Edge Rusher, Trayvon Walker, Georgia. And with the third pick, In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select offensive lineman. And I'm going to butcher his name here. (laughs) Icom Ekwanu, North Carolina State. with the number four pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the New York Jets select cornerback Ahmed Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati.
0: Alright, with the number five pick, the we have so we select all- offensive tackle Evan Neal from uh, my from uh, a good pal of mine her her home state the the Alabama and Alabama
2: yeah Evan Neal going to the Giants is a good pick the New York Giants I like that a lot to solidify that offensive line. And with the uh, number six pick in the NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select quarterback, Malik Willis at a Liberty. All right, Dan, now you're back on the clock with the Giants.
0: All right, with the the number seven pick, Jermaine Johnson, defensive end out of Florida State.
2: Florida State. All right, and let's you know let's talk about this for a second, Dan. I want to break this down because obviously, uh, we we breezed through my uh, my Jets one and your first pick. Let's just recap a little bit. I know you had Sauce Gardner, uh, you know Ahmed Gardner, the uh, the cornerback, high on 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 your draft board. What did you like best about him, and how he fit with the Giants that that he was that high on your board?
0: I felt he just had a lot of upside. Mm-hmm. After after his adjustment to the NFL, he just had he just had he just had upside with our current. With our current offensive line, and hopefully give uh, Daniel Jones some protection that he, he hasn't had. I mean, the guy, the poor guy, been getting sacked left and right.
2: Yeah, no, that's true. the The Giants definitely need to add some protection, and you know, that that's the same reason. Uh, I mean, you know, from the other side of the ball, you know, the Jets, the Jets needed a playmaker, so that's why I went with Ahmed Gardner. Uh, you know aka Sauce Gardener, who apparently says that his favorite kind of sauce is barbecue sauce, but nothing in particular, which kind of rubbed some people the wrong way for some reason. I don't really know why. But uh, so uh, the Jets with me, I took Sauce Gardener at number four. You took Evan Neal at at Alabama at number five. Then at number seven, uh, you jumped ahead. You know, if you really look at the big board, Jermaine Johnson, the second, uh, at the Florida State, the edge rusher, 6'5", 265 pounds. Um, one of the bitter prospects in the draft. Um, but you know what? He's been re- he's been really rising on the boards lately. Uh, there was even some speculation that, that the Jets, in, you know, in real life, could take him at the number four pick, which I, I don't know. I mean, look, if the Jets are going to do that, the guy better be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but uh, at you know, where where the Giants are picking at, at number seven for their second pick, I don't mind that pick at all. I think it's a very good job by you. What attracted you to Jermaine Johnson?
0: Well, I was looking at him, I was watching the Senior Bowl earlier this year, and he just made some explosive plays on defense.
2: Yeah, and you know, a, a team like the Giants, too, that just has a rich history, uh, with the great defensive players, you know, you could even go back to, to LT for, for a linebacker's perspective, but if you even come back a little bit uh, more recently, just go to specifically to the end, I mean, you look at Michael Strahan, you look at Justin Tuck at when they it took him out of Notre Dame, you, you know, you look at guys like JPT, who's still in the league, by the way, um, you know, so there really are, the, the Giants really do have a history of taking very talented um, edge rushers in the draft, uh, you know, great, talented defensive lineman on the end. So uh, I definitely agree with you there.
0: No yep. doubt about that. Our history with some of our greatest teams in Giants history, I feel, always had a great defense. I mean, look at the the very first football jersey I owned. And this one's going to be a little bit sad mentioning this, but one of the last gifts I had got from my dad before he had passed, I think it was around a, I think it was the last Christmas he was alive. He gave me my first Giants jersey. It was a Lawrence Taylor jersey.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, I just, it just goes to show you, man. Especially back then in the '80s, LT was the big man on campus, and the, uh, you know, the, the, the Giants were just uh, a supremely talented team. They won that, that. Uh, they really. They really won both Super Bowls, but specifically that second one um, with through their defense, you know, because uh, yep. with Sims hurt that second go around where they had to go through the Niners and everything, and they stopped the Niners three-peat, and three-peat, um, they really, really uh, needed contributions big time from their defense, uh, you know, starting the backup quarterback and everything, who played great. But uh, you definitely needed their field goal kicker, who ended up making a name for himself there, that that playoff run, and their defense to step up. And uh, they definitely did. No doubt about that.
0: By the way, I got to say something about the 1986 Giants. They made a bit of Super Bowl history, inventing two Super Bowl standards that have become a standard when it comes to Super Bowl championship teams. One, they invented the Gatorade bath. Number two, Sims was the very first to do an I'm going to Disney World commercial
2: <laughs> that's a good point actually yeah Phil Parcells was the first one to take the Gatorade bath and Phil Sims was the first to say he's going to Disney World so uh, yeah very very true uh, that was a terrific terrific Giants team no doubt about that um, so with that let's jump right back in we got a couple of more picks to do in our draft before we wrap it up here and we're going to jump right back in to the eighth pick in the NFL draft um, with the number 8 pick in the 2022 NFL draft the Atlanta Falcons select wide receiver Garrett Wilson, Ohio State so a uh, very good job by the, uh, the Falcons there, I think that really replaces um you know they've had kind of a they're really building up from the bottom here um they, there weren't any bulk, like quarterbacks this high they're gonna blow anybody away right now so uh they replaced uh the spot that julio jones um you know left when he what was gone for the last couple of years good move by them with the number nine pick in the nfl draft the um, seattle seahawks select cornerback Derek stingley jr lsu uh the 6'1 190 pound quarterback uh a, a cornerback who you know very highly rated here but i'm just a, a bigger fan of sauce Gardner. big reason why uh i as the jets gm Cook sauce at number four. And at number 10, the last pick of our 2022 best seat in the house, NFL Draft, um the New York Jets select wide receiver Drake London. At a USC, uh, you know, 6'5", 210 pounds. I'm a big fan of this kid. I know USC has burned the Jets in the past. You know, Mark Sanchez, um, who, you know, look, a, a, a lot of fans are not, um, friendly to Mark Sanchez, and his career didn't exactly last, like, the 10, 15 years like, like we had envisioned when he was drafted in 2009. But the guy did get us to two, um, you know, ASU championship games. So I, I can't knock him too much, but in more recent memory, Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold uh, does kind of rain on the parade a little bit. Uh, but then again, also last year, the jets took, um, you know, uh, their, uh, their guard, uh, at the, uh, number 14 spot. So, uh, you know, the, and he was also at a USC. So, uh, I, I, do think that um you know the, the, the jets can pick from usc uh and i do like drake london six five the jets needed a big target not only to be a, a difference maker for them but to be a big time target in the red zone you know you have a, a a young quarterback like zach wilson um i i really think that uh that that's the type of guy that the jets needed uh what are your thoughts on on drake london dan were was he anywhere on your board for the giants at all
0: uh, he he wasn't it was kind of a bit bit of a bit of a question mark because he had been playing in us in usc which i feel southern california gets to be a bit of a question mark up in the air warm weather kind of I usually kind of like when I know my players have kind of had experience in the elements, as as you say, as we say. <laughs> Very true. Because up here in the Meadowlands, it does get windy, all right? It does get windy, all right?
2: Yeah, you, you, you're definitely right about that. It, you, you get those swirling winds, you get those really cold days, you get uh, just everything like that. So um, I definitely uh i definitely understand why you might be a little hesitant but you know what uh he's just too good for me to pass on and i know a lot of fans would like to say you know why wouldn't you trade the number 10 pick to the 49ers uh in in a package deal for Debo samuel who is on the block right now or if you listen to john lynch he's not on the block but it doesn't look like they're gonna pay him i know they can franchise him back to back years but i don't think that's gonna happen um i don't know i just i like the idea of the jets taking their own guy i don't want to take somebody else's problem and you know what one thing about debo samuel too the san francisco 49ers have a great coach they're one of the best run franchises in uh the NFL, you know, even when they have a down year, they still come back. They've been to a couple of Super Bowls over the last few years. Um, if if you're a star and and you're a good player in this league, why would you want to leave them? And look, I'm not I'm, I'm not knocking my team the Jets either, but let's be honest here. If you want to leave one of the best teams in the league to come to a, a team like the Jets just to get paid? Eh, that that kind of that kind of thinking just makes me think that You know when his contract is up he's gonna be looking for his next stop he's gonna be looking for his next payday and if the jets aren't winning it's not gonna be at the jets so um i don't know if i want to give up the number 10 pick in the draft for him i want to take a guy who's our guy and i don't want to mess with um well and with that ladies and gentlemen that is our top 10 picks in the 2022 nfl draft thank you for, uh, for indulging us on this right now. And, uh, you yeah, know, we'll uh, be right back with the rest of our great show. <laughs> All right. And, uh, thanks for sticking with us here on best seat in the house podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rob Kramer, once again, along with my great co-host Daniel Bobo Curlin. Uh, thanks for enjoying our, um, you know our little segment here on the the nfl draft uh you know we're actually already coming to near the end here unfortunately uh it's going to be a little bit quicker this week we're under the gun a little bit with time but we'll be back for a full episode next week uh definitely doing regular time so um excuse us for having a little bit of shorter one this week but uh before we get out of here though obviously me and dan big time met fans uh, let's discuss, uh, we had a matinee game today against the St. Louis Cardinals. Dan, uh, tough loss, tough loss, 10-5 game. Um, they, they ended up blowing the game. They they got to Steven Matson in the second inning, scored four runs off him, had a four-to-one run a, a four to one lead, end up dropping the game 10-5. Uh, what are your thoughts after this game, Dan?
0: I, I feel like Cookie crumbled today, right? He just... <laughs> Uh, that's a, the best way to pull it, all right? The guy—I feel like the guy. Sometimes it's hit or miss. And out of all the days, he had to have today. He had to have his bad day. Like I felt like we were gonna get our first series sweep of the season, but it wasn't meant to be. Hope we can pull it off versus Philly this weekend. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the for what is the heavyweight battle of the Northeast, the battle of the Turnpike this weekend i'm ready for it this mets team looks great i don't think they're going to be any they don't look like they're phased from from a loss i'm starting to hear like all the stories you hear about the 1986 season how the team always felt like it was going to win and when they lost it was a shocker so i feel like this is going to be like a. they're going to bounce back they're ready for philly i believe uh, tywin walker is pitching he's got a huge ship on his shoulder to Show that he's come back from this thing. i I'm hoping we get we get that Taiwan Walker that looked like he that that got him to an all-star game last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe as I believe I look I'm look I believe I looked out on Saturday. I'm gonna get to see Tyler McGill pitch on a Saturday on my birthday.
2: Oh, that's well, actually, if if you're going on Saturday, I think Tyler McGill is starting on on Friday. Um, I don't know if they've named a starter for Saturday yet, but I know Scherzer is going on uh, Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scherzer's pitching because the the Mets are going to be on ESPN against the Phillies on Sunday night. Uh, It's looking like it's going to be Scherzer against uh, Ethlin, I want to say. But I'm pretty sure I looked and I saw that Tyler McGill is going to be starting on, um, uh, let's see, on Friday. Um, yeah
0: and if so, they had, so i'm we, gonna probably gonna get Taiwan walker on a on a saturday
2: that is correct yes Taiwan walker against kyle gibson is the matchup on sunday on on a saturday i'm sorry uh th- th- that's gonna be a good matchup though i'm excited to, to see Taiwan walker back right how are you yep.
0: excited to see him back i'm gonna be i'm gonna have to wear a sweatshirt underneath my hoodie because it's gonna be in the upper 50s on saturday night and they're going to give out, a, this is the first I've seen, I've I've seen them give out bobbleheads, and I've seen them give out gnomes. This is a bobble gnome, <laughs> or bobble gnome.
2: Yes, yeah, so a Francisco Lindor, that's true.
0: That's yeah, mean. and it's bobble gnome, so it's a hybrid of a gnome and a bobblehead.
2: Yeah, so that should be pretty cool, it's a nice little uh, gift they're giving out.
0: I'll probably show you I'll probably show it to you Nick on on a, on next episode because I'll ha- I'll have it in my possession of course.
2: Okay, very cool, very cool man. And um and also uh you know be- before we get out of here too, we got to really uh talk about, you know, so as you mentioned earlier, the Mets were going for the sweep today in in St. Louis. They got a terrific outing from Bassett yesterday. Uh, the bullpen followed it right up. Uh Drew Smith has been awesome for the Mets, um, you know, they, a couple of the other guys have been spotty, but Lugo looks like he's coming around. Trevor May really needs to straighten himself out a little bit, but I'm not that worried about him. But uh, how about that Monday night game, that uh, first game in St. Louis, the Mets were down 2 nothing in the ninth inning down to their final strike against Gallegos, the uh, uh, St. Louis closer, and they rallied all the way back. Dan, how are you feeling after that game, man?
0: Oh, I was excited after that game. And it was a, it was, I have a wild story about that game. During that, during that top of the ninth, I couldn't hold it. I had to go to the bathroom. So I had to pull out my phone, put on the SNY app. There's a shelf in my bathroom that I could put that. So I placed the phone in that shelf, like sort of standing up. And I'm on the can and I'm looking at my phone on a, you know, a side. It's an iPhone 12 yeah, have the volume as high as you can have it. And my mom could hear me going nuts from sounded like from the bathroom like she was wondering if there was a problem. I said, I'm yelling out from the bathroom. there's no problem. Dominic Smith just legged out that hit and got legged out in RBI. we're <laughs> we're, 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 le- we're leading we're leading four two right now or something like that.
2: yeah, I think I think it was three two actually because because McNeil scored from second just that that sequence alone was just crazy they come to bat uh the first the first uh guy goes down then eduardo escobar rips a single then uh the next guy goes down then mark connor has just a fantastic at bat uh you know and uh he grounds out and nolan arenado one of the best third baseman in baseball is one of the last nine national league third base gold gloves um throws the ball away inexplicably and uh the Mets capitalize it, it it was two to one there then McNeil rips a double suddenly it's second and third two out that's when Dom came up as you said and really the first baseman Goldschmidt made a great play to knock that down and I thought that Dom was going to be dead at first base and
0: but he ate that clutch slide and it yeah. ate, and, and lucky
2: for us that the the pitcher didn't break immediately too
0: Yep, and I just have a feeling we're going to have a very special season this year, especially if the way we handled St. Louis like that, because I feel like every time the Mets are having a good season, St. Louis is always a tough opponent, and that even includes the NLCS in 2006, which still kind of gives me a little bit of a sad memories when I look. I still boo every member of the 2006 Cardinals if they're at the plate, even though they're all of them are not in the Cardinals anymore, except for three of the players, whenever I see one of those players at bat, I at, at when they when they're on the road in, in City Field, I I have a habit of booing them. I I'm still going to be booing Yachty or Molina. I'm going to one of those later in the year. I'm going to go to one of those games when the Mets play against the Cardinals because I want to boo Yachty or Molina one last time.
2: Oh yeah, and you will have the chance to boo Yadier. Uh, the Cardinals will be in to city field uh between i think it's may 16th to may 19th so they'll definitely be here uh there's gonna be a lot of bad blood too since this series got a little heated today with the uh pete alonso uh getting hit last night then the young kid the mets brought up today threw up and in and nolan arenado and he did not appreciate that uh benches clearing um incident happened it wasn't necessarily a brawl but there was a little incident there There there's pushing and shoving and for some reason the cardinals first base coach took pete alonso down which didn't make any sense and he'll I'm probably not, be suspended for that yeah not pete the first base coach
0: i'm gonna take a little nod back to the you know back to the 80s when the cardinals were in the same division i'm wearing my 86 Mets jersey that day
2: there you go there you go buddy all right and uh unfortunately with that uh i, I wanted to get into the yankees a little bit because they had a great series against the the Cleveland guardians and uh you know uh we just unfortunately don't have the time today but thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in to another great episode of best seat in the house podcast uh dan before we get out of here give yourself a couple of
0: plugs oh sure you could follow me on twitter at bobo103nyc you could also follow me at bobo718dk on instagram and it's one word. D- Daniel Curlin on YouTube. It's my YouTube account. You could see all my videos I posted there. There's going to be some some videos I'll be posting there in the future. You can even see the video of from that uh, Eastside Dave versus Tony Atlas, that muscle pose off that happened at the IWF show. I, I filmed it from my seat in case you want You didn't get to see the not there. You can watch it and get to see it, what it looked like from where I was sitting
2: absolutely be sure to check that out because the iwf event was a lot of fun especially the east side dave stuff and uh make sure to check out kevin knight's match too as they were defending the tag team championships uh but also too with me you could check me out on twitter at kramer new york check out our uh podcast bsith underscore podcast and on instagram best seat in the house podcast and all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in once again i appreciate All the support me and Dan have been getting over the last few weeks. Thank you to all our fans. Thank you to all the subscribers and all our followers on social media. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll catch you next week on Best Seat in the House podcast.